Money FM 89.3, best of drive time. You're listening to Money FM 89.3, and it's now time for Under the Radar with me, Chua Tiantian. Never recall, we spent quite some time last week talking about startups and unicorns. Today, we want to look at how a financial institution specializing in spec and deal advisory help blank check companies access a quality deal pipeline. Now, speaking of spec IPOs, the market for special purpose acquisition companies have slowed quite a bit over the past few months. If you look at Data from SMP Global Market Intelligence: There were 86 spec IPOs in 2022. Now that's a sharp drop from the 610 deals we saw in the year before, as increased regulatory scrutiny and rising interest rates weighed on activity. How will this change as economies recover from the troughs of the pandemic? And should interest rates level off towards the end of the year? And what would this mean for advisory firms then? For more, we are joined by Crystal Zhang, managing partner of Arc Group. Well, Crystal, welcome to the show. Hi, Tian Tian. Thank you for inviting me to this show. Great to have you on as well, Crystal. So to get us started,、uh, do share with us a bit more about Arc Group, your business model, perhaps the type of licenses you hold in Singapore, and your industry positioning. Okay,、uh, maybe I start with some brief introduction on Arc Group. Arc Group is a full-service international boutique investment bank, deeply rooted in Asia with global reach. So, not like Goldman Sachs and Morgan Stanley, we are more focusing on mid markets, and our main services are traditional capital markets such as IPO advisory and cap raise, cross border M and A, and wealth management. We are also the global leader in SPAC and IPO advisory. In Singapore, we are holding the licenses of management consultancy、um, services and corporate finance advisory services. Right. So, Crystal, I understand Art Group is headquartered in Shanghai, but your operations are mainly focused in the U.S. and U.A.E. Though you have a footprint here in Singapore as well. So, take us through why this is the case. What are some opportunities you see in the U.S. and U.A.E. specifically?、Uh, well, actually, we have heavy operations in Asia. So, except China, we also have offices in Singapore, Malaysia, Indonesia, and Vietnam, and also India. So in the last,、uh, in the end of last year, we also have another two new offices in Abu Dhabi and Dubai, but we do focus in U.S. markets, and now we are entering into Middle East markets.、Uh, U.S. market is always the largest capital markets in the world, and we see Middle East markets has a big potential in the next five years. There's a lot of money there, like everybody knows. Just and Asia companies are not that familiar with that markets. That's exactly why we want to be the bridge to connect Asia and Middle East. So, Crystal, we did talk about how there's a lot of money in the UAE, but which sector specifically are you looking at? For instance, biomedical, or are you looking at tech specifically?、Uh, what are you setting your sights on? And so, after we entered into Middle East markets, and we see the appetite of the investors there, so they were well more like the industry like high tech, and new energies, also the food tech, and also fintech, and those are the、um, main sectors and main industries、uh, the investor there will like to look at into. And、uh, Crystal, let's take a look at the wider market, the market for spec IPOs in 2022. We saw a sharp drop there in spec IPOs、uh, from 610 in 2021 to just 86 in 2022. What do you make of this, and when do you think activity will really recover? 
Okay, that's a very good question. So actually, uh, SPAC already exists in U.S. market for over 20 years. But if we look at the whole history of SPACs, the trend of SPAC starts in the end of 2019. And in 2020, the number of SPAC IPO exceeds the number of traditional IPOs for the first time. And in 2020, uh, sorry, in, in 2021 is the booming of SPAC. So every financial product has a life cycle, as we all know. Yeah. So when 2022 comes, all those SPACs already IPOs in 2020 and 2021, they all entered into the DSPAC stage, which is uh, the merge and acquisition stage. So, and, and also the global economies are in a depress, as we all know. That's why the SPAC IPO market was not that hot in 2022 compared to 2021. And I think for this year, SPAC transaction will be more uh, active than last year for Asia companies because the U.S. and China relationship is getting better now and many good Chinese related companies were blocked in the last two years. So this year we can see that's already more and more ch good Chinese companies are start thinking being merged with U.S. SPAC. That's why we think this year will be more active than last year. Right. Uh, Crystal, according to the S&P market intelligence specs or blank check companies, they typically have about two years from the time of their IPO to buy a company. Right. How would you ensure that specs get quality access or get access to a quality deal pipeline? Oh, well, um, for from our experience and the management team of SPAC is very important. We do actually have a SPAC sponsor funds and we launched in the end of 2020. And last year, the performance was very good. And when we doing the investments, we will look deep into the management of SPAC because the sourcing capability of the management are quite important. And that will ensure if the SPAC can have the pipeline of good targets. And also we need to make, on technical side, we will help them on the merge and acquisition. That's the two um, main parts we're really uh, looking into and to ensure that the transaction can be closed within two years. If you're just tuning in, we are now in conversation with Crystal Zhang, Managing Partner at Art Group. Um, well, Crystal, aside from spec IPOs, you're also involved in regular IPO advisory. And take us through the similarities and differences in advising for a spec IPO versus the regular IPO. So um, actually, the process of two IPOs are quite similar. So they are all issuing new shares and do the roadshow and raise money for the IPO. So the process are the similar, quite the same. But uh, the difference is for SPAC IPO, it's actually a blank check company and there's no business involved, only cash involved. But for the traditional IPO, the main responsibility for our work is make sure that the business is ready for being public. So the most of the effort we spend is helping the company and on the PCOB audits and make sure the suspectors are, prospectors are correct. And during the roadshow, we need to um, talk to all the investors to make sure that um, the company have a good uh, valuation. But for SPAC IPO, it's like um, 
financial tool that we are using is a structured deal. The main effort we spend is negotiating negotiation on the structure of the SPAC. Mm, and Crystal, last year was rather a downbeat year. In fact, 2021 as well, no thanks to the pandemic. How would you assess the post-IPO performance of companies listed in your target markets uh, in 2022? And what does it mean for you as an advisory firm? How would that influence your well, business positioning, perhaps? And to be honest, uh, last year is a tough year for the whole global markets. And the performance was not that good as previous years. So after the company listed, and to be honest, our role already done at the IPO point, but we will still help company doing the um, capital, like the market cap management. So we suggest the company doing acquisitions when the whole market was not that good. They can acquire good companies in a lower valuations. So in that in, in those transactions, it will help the public company getting more um, cap market cap and that will also help on their price. Right. And Crystal, um, before we let you go, I understand that our group uh, was also an advisor to former U.S. President Donald Trump's uh, merger partner, Digital World Acquisition uh, Corporation. And uh, I understand the company can't talk about that because uh, there's certain compliance issues and I don't want to put you in the spot as well. But uh, before we let you go, in place of that, what are some of our group's immediate plans and any teasers you could give us? Uh, so this year, we will still focus on these back transactions. We still have a lot of SPAC looking for and. Um, good targets, and they do start looking at um, more Asian targets. So that will be still our main fo focus. And with the uh, market expansion to UAE, we will also start doing the fund there. And uh, also and on wealth management sites, because um, currently we already have office in Hong Kong, and that's the and financial hub in Asia, we will also start doing uh, some asset management there. One quick one, since you mentioned about Hong Kong, how would you assess the vibrancy of the stock markets in Hong Kong and Singapore and how would that influence how you position as a business then? Okay, so um, Hong Kong markets is also uh, was in a depression last year and uh, this year uh, China opens, so we hope Hong Kong can attract more traffic and also the money. We hope the money will uh, find more good targets there as the whole market's already in a low position. Uh, also, some U.S. investors uh, think that the market's already cooled down as it is a good timing for them to entering into Hong Kong market again. So we, be we believe in, in Hong Kong and Singapore, the market will get better and better in this year. Right. Thank you very much, Crystal, for joining us. That was Crystal Zhang, Managing Partner of Art Group. Thank you very much for joining us on Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.